Welcome to Blasting Off Again, I'm Tom. I'm Will. Uh, today we're looking at episode 56, Volcanic Panic. Um, also, I just want to quickly say sorry that we took a big hiatus. Um, you know, it, we're we're recording remotely now because we're in quarantine, and uh, I'm sure that, you know, if you're listening to this, you are also probably in quarantine, so you get it. But I still feel like we need to apologize for the long and unexpected delay. Uh, we're getting back into things now, so we should be here weekly. And, uh, one of Tom's famous unannounced hiatuses. <laughs> I know, I know. Every time, I never plan it. Uh, <laughs> this time, uh, I mean, I feel like this time we have a, a, a decent reason for it. Yeah, 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 that's it. Well, I've got my Pokemon t-shirt on, so I'm in the mood. Awesome. I, uh, I'm i just wearing grey, but you know what? That's okay. <laughs> um, all right, well, since this is an even-numbered episode, I'm supposed to go first on the 30-second recap. Do you want to count me cool. in? Uh, sure. In cool. three, two, one. All right. Uh, ooh, uh, boy. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> I watched this like two hours ago. Uh, so Ash um, is about to have a rematch with Blaine, but Pikachu is tired, so they postpone it, and Blaine says that was a good idea. Then later, uh, Ash comes back for a rematch in the volcano, and uh, Team Rocket activates the volcano by accident, uh, and then they stop the volcano from erupting, and Ash has a fight and wins with Charizard. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> also, I just realized that you have no beard or hair. Yeah, yeah. I, I wondered if I didn't realize that you hadn't seen yet. <laughs> I um I opened I called you with the video call and then I immediately went to another window so I hadn't actually clicked onto oh. the video yet. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, crazy. I had the quarantine haircut right. and then I shaved for health and safety reasons. Right. So like five years of beard is now gone. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and I, you're blonde. I'm blonde. It's less. <laughs> it's less of a dramatic change, but it's still it's still significant. Yeah. 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 Okay, um, I'm going to count you in for the recap. Let's see if you can beat me. I think you sure. can, because I spent I think the first 20 the seconds first time, saying everything. First time that you've been wrong as well. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In three, two, one, go. Uh, so Ash is fighting Magma uh, with Pikachu. Pikachu nearly gets knocked off of the volcano and nearly dies. Um, therefore, Ash says, I don't want to lose Pikachu. And Blaine says, that's a really good idea because if you continued, you were going to get kicked out of the Pokemon League. Um, so then Team Rocket come in to try and steal Magma and end up blowing up the volcano because they freeze all of the walls and it all cracks from the heat. Mm. And that destroys the volcano. They also freeze magma, and magma unfreezes himself. Time up. Yep. Time up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, in my defense, I was watching it with the baby on my lap, so things were a little bit. It was hard to focus. Um, yeah. I. Uh, it was fun, kind of coming back to this episode that was like you know the follow-up from a cliffhanger yeah yeah <laughs> and um, anybody who was watching along has been waiting for like a month I like know. what happened <laughs> my god <laughs> um i like i had pretty clear memories of this episode from from when i was a kid like especially well just the fight sequence i guess like i really mm. really remember that fight sequence i remembered charizard like going in a circle and drawing the moon course. which yeah. um still don't totally get what the moon has to do with seismic toss but i liked it um <laughs> i uh i forgot like i i really like the idea that blaine like commended ash for 
deciding to like stop the battle for mm. Pikachu's sake. Cause I feel like that's not something that we see a lot in Pokemon um, no. is like people being encouraged to like practice self care. And mm. to me, that feels like a really like really poignant note for, for us to come to during a quarantine. Right. Cause I feel like, yeah. like we're, <laughs> I guess we're like six weeks into it now. So for most people, the like, urgent need to keep being productive has like maybe started to quell a little bit but I know that for me like the message of you don't have to keep plugging away at things while you're in quarantine there is a pandemic people will understand like take some time to rest and recuperate before diving back into things Mm -hmm. um that's something that like was really hard for me and I think still is if I'm being honest like I'm not doing a good job of that (laughs) so I think it's nice to like get that little reminder in the form of a Pokemon battle yeah I think um like knowing when to quit is kind of a good point like the advantages of quitting right is is something that I I taught um when I was teaching Mm -hmm. is like it as long as you know that this is the moment that you should quit, mm. then you should quit immediately. Like, there's no reason for you to continue. So say, for instance, in terms of a course, mm. if you're not liking this course in the second week, <laughs> like, then quit. Right. If, if, you, if you have entered this course and you go, do you know what? This isn't for me. Like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Or right. I don't want to get a degree in this. There's nothing that I can see coming out of this that's going to benefit me, Mm. then I'd rather you quit at that point than waste a year of your time and my time Mm -hmm. of us trying to progress and trying to get through this, where if you have, like, sometimes you'll turn it around and sometimes you'll go, oh, do you know what? I thought I'd hate it, but actually I don't. But if you really feel that strongly, like, within the first week or so, and you're like, okay, this really isn't what I signed up for, then you know, like deep down and i think there's this uh stigma to quitting right and it's kind of nice that shows in like kids shows in particular in especially one where po- with pokemon where it's all about oh you know you, th- we have the heart together to strive for to continue the, as best we can and it doesn't matter because we're going to get through it right. uh, it's nice for that kind of show to go yeah well done for quitting like, right, right. Th- that was a good good moment to quit uh come back stronger yeah exactly like it it creates this like what i think is an important distinction between perseverance because you know that you can get through something and like (laughs) hard-headedness or recklessness right like there's 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 a difference between going i know this is going to be challenging but ultimately i have to get this done and i want to get this done and i'm stubborn so i'm just going to like you know, try this, even though I'm pretty sure it's not going to go well. And like Mm -hmm. knowing, knowing yourself and knowing the situation well enough to like figure out the difference there and like, you know, make the right call, I think is really difficult, but important to sort of work on. I think some of that as well is it's a um, very, I don't know about your experience, but uh, from a man perspective mm. is very much a, a an anti-man thing sure is to admit and quit you know kind of say look i'm out of my depth here 
I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it right. and take this as a growing experience, take this as whatever, or step away from something, ask for help, ask for you know some assistance, or learn about what I'm doing more, right. and then come back to it. Um, I think it's very difficult from a male perspective to be able to do that because society drills it into you. Like, right. no, you need to you know man up and power through this and, and you know i i don't know i think it's uh i think that way of thinking can be really damaging absolutely yeah no i think you're you're totally spot on that like i, I mean i would imagine the people who are socialized female do have an amount of this as well but i think it's especially drilled into people who are socialized male like that yeah like you said this idea of like man up get it done like don't you know don't quit and that's mm. so toxic and so hard to unlearn and like you know i i have been working hard to kind of very slowly dismantle that in myself but i'm not there yet i'm still trying right like it's it's not easy to unlearn the like the like the ghoul of productivity or whatever you want to call it like <laughs> this 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 thing that looms over you and tells you you have to be productive all the time and you can't stop working and you must support your family and you must like you know never rest because you know if you rest you're lazy and you're not contributing enough and it's like no sometimes sometimes I need to sleep in sometimes I need to like zone out and play Animal Crossing for like six straight hours and like it's it's okay to do that for yourself so this is my first Animal Crossing right and I couldn't think of a better quarantine game. Um, I actually bought it because Amanda was going back to work, and obviously she's frontline worker, so she was like, you know, having near panic attacks and stuff like that about it. And I was like, okay, right, I'm going to invest in this because from what I know about it, I'm like, this is going to chill you out. Like, right. there's no set goals mm -hmm. to achieve. It's just, you know, you kind of poodle in, poodle off. Right. And I think it's been really helpful to help as a distraction method, but also just as that escapism to a, to a deserted island. Um, whereas I invested in Vampire and A Plague Tale Innocence, which right. are both set in the Black Plague, um, and both constantly remind you that there's a global pandemic right. going on. Well, <laughs> I was you know. like, Wow, escapism. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah, it, it was just like, uh, I don't know. I do think, like, for what it's worth, I think there is some value in, like, playing a narrative that's, like, close to, like, that's, like, a heightened version of our current struggles in reality, right? Because it does give mm -hmm. you, like, one, it gives you a different perspective on our current situation because it is, like, not as bad as the Black Plague. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. Like, it's bad mm. and it's scary. <laughs> but we have we are better equipped to deal with it now than we were then right mm -hmm. um and then too like it gives you this fantasy of being able to like you know fight it somehow or like yeah. go on a quest during it and like not have to just stay at home and order uber eats every other day because you can't <laughs> go to the grocery store enough oh well we can say it's that we we're not lazy it's because we're um investing in the economy yeah okay. yeah oh no i mean i think like we're we... bravely keeping the economy afloat by looking yeah. out every night <laughs> we've been like we've actually been ordering in 
slightly less than we used to um but we still order in like you know a couple times a week but now we we try to sort of focus on ordering from like local places instead of chains as much because like oh yeah for sure yeah because like you know A&W is going to be fine when this yeah. is all over but like atlas pizza in ndg is maybe not right so we're like yeah. let's let's kind of like shift a little bit and do more local things when we can um although every once in a while we do just want to order fast food burgers and that's fine too <laughs> but you know um but yeah on your, on your uber eats mm -hmm. is it limiting you to a certain radius because ours appears to be like i'm really stuck within the three places around Lachine that yeah. I can order. <laughs> um, I think I think ours is, but by virtue of us being closer to downtown, it's not as uh, dire. Because <laughs> yeah. ours is like, do we want Bustan, which we could walk to? Uh, do we want the Jamaican that we could walk to? Or do we want uh, Falafel Saint-Jacques, which we could walk to? Right. And then it's like, <laughs> we could walk to them, but at the same time, it's like, do you want to risk walking somewhere for fast food? Right. So you order Uber, but then I know from personal experience, like Uber, you only get paid from when you pick it up to when you deliver it. Right. So it's like a real dick move if you order somewhere which oh. is like a minute away. Right. Then that Uber person could have driven 10 minutes to pick up the order. Right. And then they get paid like $6 for right. that entire trip. Wow. And that's why you got to tip your delivery guy, no matter what the yeah. app tells you to do. <laughs> like, I know there's there's some delivery apps that are like, tipping is encouraged, but totally not necessary because we pay people. Mm. And it's like, no, 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 tipping is necessary. <laughs> Always. <laughs> um, any more thoughts on this episode before we uh, hop over to talk about who is that Pokemon? Um, I, I just thought it was kind of cool. It was nice to be back with Pokemon. Uh, mm. That's the main, the main thing. Um yeah no i feel that we um rea our six-year-old has been really like getting into pokemon recently like mm -hmm. since the quarantine i guess she got tired of watching octonauts and paw patrol over and over again and has, <laughs> thank god finally shifted to like good shows and um oh you know what it must have been we let her play let's go eevee um mm. and i think playing enough of that made her go i want to watch pokemon now and so she's like you know, just been binge watching the uh, Sun and Moon series, um, oh, that's cool. which is great. It's so good, and like <clears throat> it's the worst animation, though. <laughs> yeah, but I don't hate it. Like, I think I liked X and Y more, but I think I get why they made it cartoonier. I don't know, but it's uh, it's so good. And this morning, I got sucked in and watched an episode where they just play baseball the entire time, and I was like, "This was made exactly <laughs> for me." Um, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, no, I feel you. It's been nice, kind of getting back to it. Um, I'm looking forward to not taking another long hiatus anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Will. Hey, Tom. Who's that Pokemon? I'm assuming Magmar, but I really don't remember. <laughs> it really should be Magmar. Interestingly, it was Paris, but like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah, but let's talk about Magmar instead. <laughs> um, I guess we... No, you know what? We talked about Magmar last week. We did. Or, you know, last quarter <laughs> we should talk about paris i guess um i think we've spoken about paris though that's true we've spoken about paris and about magmar um charizard charizard i guess we, i yeah. think we spoke about charizard as well we have it's tricky it's tricky we're getting to the point where we've talked about all of these pokemon already um so Let, we'll, let's talk about what i sent you on the video that's a good idea i was going to ask you to tell me if you've ever been to a volcano but let's actually talk <laughs> about that video instead that's more interesting it's more pokemon <laughs> unless you've been to a volcano 
I have actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to a live one in uh, Lanzarote, and uh, I burnt my hand on the volcanic rock because um, they were handing out like a, a guy put a shovel into a thing, and then he was handing out little rocks to people to show how hot the rock was, right. even even though it was like you know quite far away from the volcano right. and me being a kid thought oh wow that's really cool and went and grabbed one of the rocks from the source oh no and burnt my hand <laughs> done. i once burned my hand on a pizza pizza panzerati so <laughs> <laughs> um okay yeah so that video you sent me um for anyone who yeah. is not the two of us and doesn't know what video we're talking about it's the trailer <laughs> for pokemon journeys which is the yes. um the new series where Ash and Go, I think is yeah. the guy's name. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be called Go in English, though. I really hope not, but I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they do call him that. It feels on brand. Um, it, it would probably need to be, like, so I've watched some of it, mm-hmm. and the thing is, is there's bits in it that are very akin to Pokemon Go, which right. is why I think he is called Go, and I think it's trying to encourage people to play pokemon go right and it's very in your face with that okay um which uh, i don't know right how i feel about it uh it's very like uh i I don't want to spoil anything yeah fair enough i um, yeah (laughs) yeah i i watched the trailer that you sent me and um my first thought was why is professor oak's voice actually terrible because i feel like like i get that they have to change voice actors every once in a while i get that but like it is really not hard for a professional voice actor to do a good impression of an existing character voice yeah especially if it's characterized voice as well yeah and especially if there's over 20 years of material you can review in preparation (laughs) for it like you you don't nobody who is a professional voice actor is bad enough at being a professional voice actor that they couldn't like if they get hired to voice professor oak they mm-hmm. should be able to voice professor oak right yeah and and i Not just i'm so frustrated immediately adds immediately add 30 years to his age yeah which is what it sounds like it sounds like professor oak's about to die <laughs> but they also like, gave him a bit of an accent in a way that like ooh. i thought was confusing because like what what are you doing, guys? Just keep the voice the same. <laughs> Ash, I have this friend. I need you to go. <laughs> and then they made the new professor hot, and I'm just like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> um, but I do think it seems like it'll be interesting. I like the the sort of so. There's kind of two premises, right? There's the first premise of there's this new professor who wants to like document all the Pokemon in all the regions or something mm-hmm. and sends Ash and go out as research assistants, which I think is really neat because it's like Ash actually has a job now. Um, mm-hmm. But then the side premise is go says, I want to catch a Pokemon that no one has ever seen before. And the trailer immediately cuts to Mew, a Pokemon mm-hmm. that Ash has seen at least twice canonically. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of like, all right, so what Pokemon do you want to catch then? Because that's not what that is. I, I think uh, that's like bad translation. Okay. Because what I remember is he's saying, I want to catch a Pokemon that nobody's ever caught before. Okay. And like his first Pokemon he wants to catch is Mew. Okay. Because of a story. Okay. Um, and it's it's quite 
good, although highly unobtainable. Right. Um, and it it gets swiftly dropped, but it's still kind of nice in terms of character progression and stuff like that. Like I, I from the I've watched maybe six okay. of them. Yeah. Um, and I have I initially hated it. It okay. was like thanks, I hate this. Um, <laughs> but after I don't know after like episode three. I started getting that real nostalgia with it, and okay. it was um, the this this new series seems to be written for people that are getting back into Pokemon. Okay. Um, it seems there's a lot of like not creepy Japanese fan service in terms of boobs and stuff, but there's a lot of fan service in terms of Easter eggs. Like there's a, a Psyduck that walks out, and he kind of does the Psyduck look, and it it's not mentioned in any other context about why Psyduck is there, but it's right. very clear. Like this is for you fans. Right. Like, you know, Psyduck does this and it was like, Oh, that's really cool. Like, um, so yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Yeah, no, I think, um, I mean, when it eventually ends up on Netflix, I'm sure I'll end up catching a little bit of it. Cause, uh, apparently I'm not the only Pokemon fan in the house anymore, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I think it, I, I look forward to it. I think it will be good. I don't mm. think it'll be like, I, I mean, I don't know if we're the target audience for it anymore. Right. Like I, I get that they are doing things to it to make it like, you know, have a little bit of appeal for older fans. But mm. like the reality is like the original fans of Pokemon are our age, right? They're like <laughs> in their late twenties. Some of them are in their late thirties, depending like they're kind of, they're millennials right and a lot of millennials are starting to have kids and i think it wouldn't surprise me at all if they're like tailoring this to kids but with the knowledge that millennials might be their parents and might mm -hmm. be stuck watching it with them and need a little bit of a like hey like just so you know we still appreciate you guys 25 years later yeah we're still thinking of you yeah i i, I kind of uh I like the idea that they should expand Detective Pikachu mm. for our age bracket, right? And and have that as like the adult Pokemon, right? Um, because I think there's a lot more that can be explored there. Mm -hmm. um, still keep it like kid friendly, but have sure. it as that kind of darker universe where things are like you know a bit more intense. Right. And then the cartoon or anime, you know, um, have that as more of your entry point like mm. here you go you know have a watch of this and then when you're like 10 or whatever you can start watching the more mature one right yeah that makes sense the sort of like adult and kid versions of a show it's like what um teen titans did right yeah yeah exactly did, did i just say team titans <laughs> i might have <laughs> uh, but yeah you know they, the the original series was more sort of teen oriented then they had teen titans go that's very kid friendly and then yeah. also dc is like but also here's titans a show about <laughs> a kid with ptsd who hangs out with a cop and a <laughs> girl who you know loses her memory in russia and it's like darker and grittier and more adult right and it's like these are the same like franchise the same properties but like we recognize that we have potential audiences in various age groups so why not you know do stuff for them exactly and the other thing with that is it allows those audiences to grow with the product yeah so it's like um yeah you've got one for each age group but then you've also got that retention happening because if somebody watches teen titans go mm -hmm. um 
Teen Titans Go to the Movies, by the way, excellent film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you move from that on to Teen Titans, and then you move from that on to Titans. I think it's uh, it's good progression there. Yeah, exactly. We should. We're running out of time, so should we open a TCG pack? Sure. Cool. Um, so we for the past while have been opening TCG packs from uh, a former sponsor who we'll still give a little shout out to because we're still opening packs from them. This is, I think the last pack we got from them uh, of the sword and shield TCG packs that uh, came out last year. Uh, so big shout out to the coin de Jouet and agri mall. Uh, I don't know if they're currently open and doing like deliveries or something, or if they're closed, I would assume they're probably closed during the quarantine. Um, yeah, I would think so, but you know, if if they're not or when they reopen please yeah. go and visit them because they'll probably need your help more than ever yeah exactly if there's uh you know maybe go to their website see if there's any way that you can uh, buy a gift card or something or just in general support your local uh toy and game stores because uh they provide yeah. little bits of joy to people who need it <laughs> um <laughs> so uh we i'm gonna open this pack of cards and uh, what are the Pokemon we're looking out for today? We're looking out for technically Paris and Magmar, I guess. Um, <laughs> that is the crunchiest pack I've ever, oh, ever heard. <laughs> it's because I was opening it close to the computer's microphone, which is what's picking up the call. Oh, okay. So for the listeners, it was nowhere near as crunchy as it was for you, I think. <laughs> um, there we go. That's open. Um, so we're keeping an eye out for... Paris, Magmar, um, Grookey. Any of the Galarian starters. Yeah. We've already gotten Snom. Sobble. Uh, we got Snom, too. Sinistee. And, and, and Wulu. Wulu. So we're looking out for Grookey and Sinistee, basically. Yeah. And oh, uh, Chimchar. Not Chimchar. Fire Rabbit. Score Bunny. Score Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got a TCG online code for anyone who wants it. That's RLZGPTTQBL2V9. Uh, that's interesting. Maybe I'll check out the TCG online again sometime soon. That seems like a fun mm. thing to do during a during a pandemic. Uh, I'm gonna move the hollow and the rare to the back. Cool. So first up, we have a steel energy, which um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's fine. It's an energy. <laughs> um, we have a Choodle. Uh, soon after Choodle uh. was revealed, a uh, friend of the show, Andrew Henderson, sent me a message saying Choodle is a pervert and I hate him, and I agree. <laughs> uh, uh, we have a Rhyhorn that I like a lot. Um, I mean, I right. I like all Rhyhorns, but I feel like this one is really nice. Yeah, really nice art. Uh, we have Rookady, who is the uh, Pidgey equivalent of this generation. Yeah. Um, next up, we have a Krabby. I like the art style on this Krabby, although it's not my like absolute favorite. But um, see, I, I'm not a fan of those no? type of ones where they're a bit more like abstract um mm -hmm. yeah i do feel like i've seen a crabby in a similar art style to this before in the tcg which i feel kind of weird about like they're kind mm. of recycling things oh um okay well uh excited to announce we oh. will at some point be doing a bonus episode about grookey apparently because we just got a grookey so that's good. cool <laughs> <laughs> i uh guess we won't probably won't be doing one on score bunny so sorry, Scorbunny. <laughs> Once again, nobody chose you. Uh, we have a Mantine. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. And a Dotler. Um, which I'm just realizing now, 
uh, okay. is maybe a play on Doppler, like the Doppler effect, because uh, yeah, it's a be. psychic bug, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, we have a Corvus Squire in case we want to evolve that rickety. Um, nice. The rare card for this one is a Dreadnought in case we want to evolve the um, Choodle. <laughs> And then the uh, reverse hollow for this one, not particularly exciting, is everyone's favorite non-binary NPC, Beady. Ah, <laughs> so cool. yeah, <laughs> cool. Well, I guess we'll add Groody to Groody, Grookey to the list. <laughs> Grookey to the list. Cool, Groody Giuliani. <laughs> Great. Well, well, thanks. This was. Uh, it's nice to get back to this finally. Yeah, yeah. Been a while. So, <laughs> so we'll uh, get rolling. We'll be back in your ears again next week. Thanks for listening to Blasting Off Again. If you like the show, considering supporting us on Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash blasting off again, where you'll get live commentary for most of the episodes. Uh, obviously, not the ones during quarantine, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but there's a bunch of other sweet perks over there as well. Yeah. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend. Our theme music is by Jamie Mativier and our cover is by Emily Royal. We're proud to be part of the Upford Network. You can find out more about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. We're We're blasting blasting off again. again. Ding. I'm Tom Zalatni, host and producer of Up for Discussion, the emotionally honest comedy podcast. What does that mean? It means we're not afraid to get vulnerable, explore the human side of comedy, and be super duper open about the ways that we're struggling to become better people along the way. Still have no idea what I'm talking about? Fair enough. Come give us a listen. The Up for Discussion podcast, available on the Upford Network and wherever else you get your podcasts. If you're someone who interacts with kids, you're probably familiar with moments of being asked questions you're just not equipped to answer. Whether it's the old favorite, where do babies come from, or the nuances of discrimination, Rad Child Podcast has your back. Each episode, your host, Seth Day, leads a discussion about topics like race, disability, loss, gender, sexuality, and so much more. Our goal is to give grown-ups the tools to talk to kids about almost anything. So come give a listen. Rad Child Podcast helping to raise a generation of open, compassionate, rad kids. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about anywhere else.